Welcome everyone, you're listening to Save Me an Isle Seat, the show that talks about musicals in an understandable and relatable way. I am Katie, and I'm joined by my fellow musical enthusiasts, Amber and Kylie. Hello! Hi! Also joining us is our musical newbie, Matt. Hello! And on this week's episode, we have a special episode because Kylie is presenting to us today. Whoop whoop! Woo! Alright, and Kylie, what show are we doing? Mary Poppins! I'm Mary Poppins, y'all! Popping off. With Mary. She be poppin', y'all. Mary Poppins is a 2004 musical based off the popular children's book and the Disney movie of the same name. The musical has elements of both in it. Hmm. The music and lyrics are by Richard M. Sherman and Robert B. Sherman, a.k.a. the Sherman Brothers, and additional music and lyrics by George Stiles and Anthony Drew, and the script by Julian Fellows. Fellows? Fellows? Fellows. What a nice fellow. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> okay. So the original West End production opened in the Bristol Hippodrome, starting with previews from September 15th, 2004, and it officially opened on September 18th for limited runs until November of that year. It then moved to the Prince Edward Theater on December 15th, 2004, which has made it the only Disney musical to premiere in the UK. Huh. Huh. And to not be without issues, children under the age of three were banned from viewing this show because producers thought it was too scary, which has continued oh. throughout the run. Workers were told to keep any children or anyone with children under the age of three out, and it was deemed to be a show for children seven and up. Interesting. No young kids. Get them out of here. Go on, get. However, children four through six, I guess, were kind of anomalies, and who knows what happened to them. <laughs> they're scarred for life. We don't hear about them anymore. Nah, maybe they're immune to it. Maybe. Production closed on January 18th, 2008, after three years. The Broadway production with a near-identical creative team opened in November 2006, with only a few minor changes from the West End version. Hmm. One minor change is that Jolly Holiday has been changed from gray tones to Technicolor in the stage design. And in the song Anything Can Happen, the staircase has been changed to a giant version of Mary's umbrella coming up from the stage floor. These changes were then applied to the West End revival, and a new song called Playing the Game has been added, replacing the other new song, Temper Temper, in the first act. And this change has been made to all current and future shows. Oh, all right. The musical has generally received positive reviews, and after 52 weeks, the show recouped its original investment. The show closed on March 3rd, 2013, after more than six years and 2,619 performances in order to make way for Aladdin. And as of March 2020, Mary Poppins is the 23rd longest-running show on Broadway. Yeah, interesting. Other tours that Mary Poppins has been on is a UK tour of the London production that commenced on June 4th, 2008 and ended on April 18th, 2009. A U.S. tour began previews on March 11, 2009. On November 15, 2009, during the opening night in Los Angeles, Dick Van Dyke appeared on stage during the encore. Oh, yeah. Mm. Nice. In 2009, the song Temper Temper was cut and replaced with the new number playing the game. Mary Poppins has been played in Australia, Austria, Canada, Czech Republic, Denmark, Estonia, Finland, Germany, Hungary, Iceland, Ireland, Italy, Japan, Mexico, Netherlands, New Zealand, Norway, Sweden, Switzerland, the United Arab Emirates, 
United Kingdom, and the U.S. Oh, goodness. It's also been translated into 13 different languages, including Swedish, Finnish, Hungarian, Danish, Dutch, Czech, Estonian, Spanish, Icelandic, German, Norwegian, Italian, and Japanese. Goodness. And over 11 million people have seen the show worldwide. Nice. On to the awards. The original Broadway production got seven Tony nominations, and it won for Best Scenic Design. And it also won two Drama Desk Awards, Set Design, and Outstanding Featured Actor in a Musical with Gavin Lee. The original London production won two Olivier Awards, one for Best Actress in a Musical, and the other for Best Theater Choreography. And the 2019 revival saw six Olivier nominations and two wins, Best Choreography, and once again, Best Set Design. All right. Neato. They really like the set design. Yeah. Some good stuff. And today we are using the original London cast recording. And depending on the show, some of the songs have been added or taken out or rearranged. And as always, you can find the link to our Spotify in the show notes, which will have the link to that original London cast recording for you to follow along with us. Yay. So some awesome background. Are we ready to jump into our act one? Show. Bird opens the show to the audience and introduces Cherry Tree Lane in London in the song Chim Chim Cherry slash Cherry Tree Lane Part 1. We are introduced to George and Winifred Banks, mother and father, to the two children, Jane and Michael, and their housekeeper, Mrs. Brill, and the houseboy, Robertson I. Jane and Michael are rambunctious little children who like to cause trouble, and their latest nanny, Katie Nana, storms out of the house because of them and their mischief. Shouldn't have had that name. Right. Mrs. Brill and Robertson, I mentioned that they live in a madhouse. Because the children ran off the last nanny, they decide to be proactive and write an ad for a new one in The Perfect Nanny. However, their dad has a very different idea what the perfect nanny should be for his kids, and he rips up the ad and he burns it. Rude. Mm -hmm. They're just saying what they want. And maybe they won't be such horrible little children. Jerks. Yeah. The family wonders if they will ever find the perfect nanny in Cherry Tree Lane Part 2. Magically, Mary Poppins arrives, having a restored advertisement in her hands. And she takes charge of the bank's children, having confidence in her qualifications in the song Practically Perfect. Mary is hired and she takes the kids to the park where they meet Bert. She teaches them that they shouldn't judge a book by its cover. And to illustrate her point, Mary magically brings the park statues to life in Jolly Holiday. And a storm starts to come and the children have to run home for cover. I would have run home for cover after the start. The statues came to life. <laughs> yeah. That is horrifying. Their priorities are rather strange. Yes. I would run from the statues, but run towards the storm. <laughs> Mary is taking good care of the kids. Meanwhile, Winifred feels like she is somehow disappointing her kids and her husband. And then George is wondering why Winifred can't seem to be able to handle being a wife and a good mother to the kids. Wow, George. Mm-hmm. She feels bad already and you're not helping. <laughs> Winifred decides that the best way to try and please George is to host a tea party like good wives do. Oh. And she sends out invitations to it in Cherry Tree Lane reprise slash being Mrs. Banks slash Dolly Holiday reprise. Goodness. That is a mouthful. It is. Yep. 
While preparations are being made for the tea party, the kids accidentally ruin things in the kitchen. Mary spots a good teaching opportunity with the kids in the song A Spoonful of Sugar, a classic. Hey, I know that song. Yeah. Wow. I think it has something to do with medicine. What? I think no. it's sugar. That's correct. <laughs> okay. Sugar is drugs? Yep. Whoa. In every person's worst hosting nightmare, it turns out that nobody's coming to Winifred's party. Aww. And that makes her think about her apparent failure of pleasing her husband Aww. in A Spoonful of Sugar Reprise, which is not on the soundtrack. Wow. That's sad. Mm-hmm. Poor Winifred. She already feels bad and then nobody wants to be with her. And George is kind of a butt. And her kids are nuts. Yes. Mary and the kids go to visit their dad where he works in the song Precision in Order. Not on the soundtrack. They find George is busy dealing with potential clients and is upset when he sees the three of them. Rude. A simple question from Jane makes George think differently about things when she asks him, what's more important, a good man or a good idea? And he sees how much his values have changed from what they were when he was younger in the song A Man Has Dreams. On a walk, Mary introduces the kids to the bird woman in the song Feed the Birds. Jane doesn't trust this woman, but Michael likes her right away, and he helps her feed the birds. Nice. On the way home, the kids meet Mrs. Corey, who runs a magic sweet shop, and that also sells words in Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, oh. the other classical song. Sells words. Hey, don't question it. It's magic. She's probably a witch. It's all right. Burner. But nope. <laughs> The kids come home happy, not knowing that something has gone wrong for their dad. Because George passed on a specific client, the bank lost a lot of money and has suspended George. Oops. Yeah. George goes off on the kids and they're sent to their room. Unfairly, I might add. Well, yeah. Like, maybe you shouldn't be looking to, like, an eight-year-old for job advice. I don't know. Jane and Michael get into a fight over Jane's doll Valentine, causing Mary to send them to bed and magically gets them to sleep. She dropped them. Probably. The frightening consequences of Jane's anger becomes apparent moments afterwards as Valentine and the rest of Jane and Michael's toys come to life and work together with Mary in teaching them a lesson and how to better take care of their belongings and toys. Oh. Formerly the song Temper Temper, which is now playing the game. That is horrifying. Mm-hmm. But it's to learn a lesson. Scary toys are still scary. Mm-hmm. I don't want my toys coming to life. Nope. Mary thinks that the kids need to undergo some personal growth, and she decides to leave Cherry Tree Lane in the song Chim Chim Tree, the rooftop duet, to bring them to their senses. She leaves with their toys, and she leaves them a note stating that they might one day see her again. This letter reads, Dear Jane and Michael, keep playing the game. Arwar, Mary Poppins. Mrs. Brill sees them awake, and when she when asked about what arwar means, and she tells them that it means till we meet again. And that leads us to our intermission, right? Yep. Intermission. 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 We haven't done that in a while. All right, guys, what do we think about Act 1 so far? A lot of lessons being learned in very strange ways. That sounds like Mary Poppins. Yes. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Magically confusing. It is. I, I think it's a little scary, but sure, if they're actually learning something, which I don't know if they are. Nah, everybody in the story is just having the same weird trip. Yeah, everyone is on acid in this show. But it still kind of seems familiar. Like, the story isn't too different from what I remember. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, kind of nice. And on this week's episode, Matt is going to read the intermission, since Kylie is working real hard on the rest of it. Okay, fun fact for today. 
In the original Mary Poppins movie, Julie Andrews passed on the part. In order to war her uh, to taking the part, the song A Spoonful of Sugar was written. Oh. The song was actually inspired by the polio vaccine. Oh. oh. Interesting. Songwriters brothers Richard and Robert Sherman uh, wrote about how Robert's kid received their polio shots, and they told him it didn't hurt as the medicine was placed on a sugar cube and tasted like candy. Oh, that's interesting. All right, Matt, what you got? Are we ready to what into Act 2? Um, you said you were working on it. Well, no, I turned my brain off. (laughs) (laughs) Umbrella float? Mm, Yeah. We're gonna sweep some chimneys into Act 2? Yeah, chimney sweep our way into Act 2. Dance with cartoon penguins in Act 2. That's just the movie. There's no cartoon penguins in theater, Matt. Sadly. Jeez, Matt, get it right. many people thought there wouldn't be a splash zone, but... You know what? And here we are. Brave people showed them wrong. <laughs> brave people. <laughs> I don't know if I would call them brave, but all right. All right. Well, act two, Kylie, please. In when Fred's attempts to in trying to make her husband happy, she calls his childhood nanny, Miss Andrew, to take over Mary's job. In Cherry Tree Lane reprise, not on the soundtrack. Unfortunately, when George sees her, he runs away exclaiming, The holy terror! Oh, maybe you think this is an exaggeration and that's just a childhood memory that this woman is so bad. But no, Miss Andrews apparently quite cruel and horrible. Uh, oh, in the song Brimstone and Treacle Part One. Yikes. Mm. And her special form of discipline is in the form of threatening to split Jane and Michael up by sending Michael to boarding school. Wow. In order to, to teach Jane how to be a lady. Michael must leave. Rude. Miss Andrew goes to her own room, and Jane and Michael determine that their only option to stay together is to run away. I mean, I guess. Because that's not going to have worse consequences. Nope. Of course not. The children find Bert, who helps cheer them up and helps Michael fulfill his dream of flying a kite in Let's Go Fly a Kite. Mary flies in on the kite from the sky and reunites with the children. They update her on Miss Andrew and they bring Mary Poppins home, planning to surprise their new nanny with her. Smart ah. Poppins just have, like, all forms of transportation available to her. Yes. She is a magical being. She flew in on a kite from the sky like she's the Avatar. Yep. You yep. don't know Mary. Apparently I don't. Don't judge her and her lifestyle. Mm-hmm. While all this is happening, George is also hiding in the park. He's mostly upset slash depressed and believing that he has a severe lack of achievements in the song Good for Nothing. Oh. Winifred, being a good wife, tries to find her husband, and she comes to an understanding as to why her husband is the way he is because of his former nanny and the woman's abusive behavior in Being Mrs. Banks' reprise. Fair. When Mary and the kids get home, Mary sets Caruso, Miss Andrew's bird, free from his cage. And this brings us to a nanny showdown. Oh. Magically, Miss Andrew gets a taste of her own medicine, and she's trapped in a large birdcage, and she disappears in the song Brimstone and Treacle Part 2. Oh my. Isn't that a fun way to go? I, yeah. Winifred and then George come back, and they are happy to find Mary, and not the nanny from hell in their home. <laughs> Everyone goes up to the roof where they meet Bert, who introduces the children to the chimney sweeps in a step in time. These sweeps do a dance and they make their way into the house, causing chaos. George gets a message from the bank and they want him to come in. 
and George, being a pessimist, figures that he has been fired and decides it's time to sell the family heirloom in order to get money. Oh. But Miss Brill accidentally breaks that heirloom vase, and George goes to clean the broken pieces himself, only to find a collection of gingerbread stars from his childhood. This leads to another moment of reflection for George in A Man Has Dreams reprise, slash A Spoonful of Sugar reprise. The kids encourage their mom to be at George's side at the bank in Anything Can Happen Part 1. Mary takes Jane and Michael into the sky to follow them, where they watch the unfolding events unseen. Just up into the sky. (laughs) My people need me. Huzzah! Away! Let's snoop, children. (laughs) On his way to the bank, George meets the bird woman, and he gives her some money to feed the birds in Feed the Birds Reprise. While at the bank, in Precision and Order reprise, not on the soundtrack, George learns about the consequences of his choices. Rather than ruining the bank like he first feared, George's decision has actually been a great decision for the bank in Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious reprise, not on the soundtrack. Winifred gets to the bank after George and is ready to defend her man to his bosses, but she finds that he is seen as the hero of the hour. After she mentions that Mrs. Miss Andrew's name to the bank manager, it seems that Miss Andrew happens to have a reputation, as the old man, too, relates in his experiences under the Holy Terror. <laughs> oh, my. Yes, nobody likes her. Winifred surprisingly gets the manager to quadruple George's salary. Uh-huh. And this... Gets George to apologize for underestimating her and her abilities, and they head home. As you should, you jerk. She just got a huge raise. Get served. Mary and Bert take the children across the skies, and they see everyone they've met along their journey, including Mrs. Corey, Nellius, and even Miss Andrews, who kindly shakes hands with Michael in Anything Can Happen Part 2, not on the soundtrack. Huh. Now that the family's back together, Mary's job is done, and she's ready to leave. Mary says goodbye to Bert with a kiss on the cheek, and sets off in the song A Spoonful of Sugar, A Task is Done. Away! Away! Jane and Michael accept that Mary is leaving them, and they tell her that they'll never forget her. Who really could? The two children watch as their parents dance together happily, and Mary flies above the audience in her exit. Of course she does. The weirdo. One must. I kind of hope she would just, like, physically go out of a skylight. <laughs> I'm being called, children. Goodbye. She never was actually an actor. It's the true Mary Poppins, each show. <laughs> yep. I have been summoned for another Broadway production. <laughs> the women cast to be her just found in a closet every night after the show. <laughs> All right, so uh, that was interesting. What does everyone think so far? I mean, what does everyone think now that it's done? <laughs> so far. <laughs> now that we've gotten so far. Thinking on all this, it makes me realize I haven't watched the movie in a long time, so I can't really compare uh-huh. it to a whole lot of stuff in my mind. Same, nope. though. Like, this whole thing, I'm like, I don't remember that from the movie. Or that. Or that. I remember small <laughs> so... pieces of the movie. I remember a good chunk of the movie. I guess it wasn't that many years ago that I watched it last. I think I watched it with my niece and nephew, I would, if I had to guess. That is a valid excuse. Because if you were yeah. watching mm-hmm. it under any other circumstances, I would question you harshly. I mean, it's still weird. It's a, it's a weird show. It's a weird movie. But, you know, overall it's fun and it does teach, you know, a couple lessons here and there. 
Don't uh, do drugs. The Disney, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's got the Disney standard. feel. But it it seems like an interesting show. I I am still curious why it's banned for young children. I guess because I mean right. the statue's coming to life and the toys coming to life is a little freaky. But that's the only thing I really saw that was, I guess, spooky. You know, if I was five and saw the show, I would be very confused. If I was seven and saw the show, I would still be confused. <laughs> no, no. After seven, you get it. All right. Yeah, that's uh, the rules. After seven, it's Your not scary. Your brain has a high enough function. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely bizarre. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, obviously it does well, so I'm, I'm gonna assume it's, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, it's one of the longest running shows, apparently, surprisingly. So okay. I, I will take that for what it's worth. But I, w- I would be curious to see this one and see why children are not allowed. <laughs> yeah. Bring a child. Or don't. Bring a child. Bring your seven and up child to this show, specifically. If it's under three, they can't come. And if they're four to six, they don't exist, so. <laughs> no amount of sugar will help this. <laughs> but yes, this one seems very technical. You know, I mean, Mary Poppins, they didn't take out her flying ability, which I appreciate. That's, yeah, that's you know, going to be fun on weird stage. Charm. Yeah. I bet that's also kind of terrifying for the actress. Because mm-hmm. it's not like Glinda where she floats in on a bubble or whatever. She's just kind of with an umbrella. Right. Dangling. Just like, whoop, here I go. A lot of interesting wire work, I imagine. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure. I mean, if she's still wearing like the Victorian style dress, I think you could hide a lot of like a harness under there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, and I want to say this show came through the Muni a handful of years back. Yeah. It would have been a hot minute ago, but we missed, we missed it. Mostly because I think... At the time, when my mom was taking us to all of them, she wasn't impressed with the music, mm. so we just never really saw it. But I would I would go see it just because I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Eh. Eh. I think give, given how much we've covered, I think we're willing to give a lot of shows like a fair shake. Yeah, to be fair, yeah. I would probably see any show that I haven't just to say that I have and to get, you know, a realistic expectation of what we've been talking about. I wouldn't say no to seeing the show, but also there's others that I would see first. So that's fair. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I I would agree. I think that's it. I think that's all we got in us. Wow. Wow. But that's that's the show, everybody. Thank you so much to Kylie for presenting to us this week. It was a lot of fun. Getting to sit mm-hmm. back and listen. We need a name for Kylie shows. Kaisicles. Mm. <laughs> no? Kaisicles. Muselies. I don't know. A <laughs> uh, Kaiway show? I don't know. Kaiway show? Yeah, Broadway. Kaiway. <laughs> it's only Kylie's way at Broadway. Yeah. It's a Broadly show. <laughs> that, that, that just sounds weird. Broadly. <laughs> we'll figure one out. Eventually. We'll think on it. <laughs> One hey, day. if you have any suggestions for what Kylie's shows should be called, let us know. <laughs> yeah. Because these are the things we think about. But yeah, thanks guys for listening in on this one. And we're excited when Kylie presents to us again in a couple weeks. Handful of weeks. How yeah. long? Weeks. 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 Uh, amount of time. L- later. <laughs> to be determined. Alrighty, date. and be sure to like and subscribe to us wherever you are listening to podcasts. This ensures that you get our episodes as soon as they are posted. And it's just really cool if you did. So do it. 
It would be sick if you did, bro. Don't make us feed you spoons full of sugar. We'll do it. We'll do a vaccine on it. (laughs) We'll make the medicine go down. One way or another. (laughs) We're the medicine. (laughs) And if you're on Apple trying to listen to the soundtracks that we provide you with, even though you can also go on Spotify, please leave us a five-star review. It helps boost us up in the numbers. Yeah. So, yeah, Apple is still one of the few places that you can leave us a review in five stars. So we do appreciate you doing that for us. Other platforms just don't quite have that yet, which is fine. But, you know, we, that's why we recommend Apple every week. It just It just helps us to get to more people. But, of course, the best way to do that and help us is to tell your friends and your family and your coworkers and any weird bird people you meet, I guess. <laughs> um, any strange woman flying through your city. Like, shout shout us out. I, I guess it'd be a little weird, but sure. I've asked you to do weirder things, so. That's true. Help us grow organically. Woo! Yeah! And of course, you can always chat with us, because we're super cool, and you're super cool. So you can email us at savemanowseat at gmail.com, or you can find us all over the internets. We are on Facebook at savemanowseat, we're on Twitter at savemanowseat, we're on Instagram at savemanowseat, and we're on YouTube under the Ragtag Network. We are everywhere. But if you like us and you want more from us, you want to know what we're up to, please go check out our website at www.ragtagnetwork.com. You can see like what we're up to, what other shows we got going on. We've got, you know, a little bit of something across the board. You know, we got Told on Foolery, which is D&D's for all your nerds out there. Heck yes. And then we've also got Bag of Bones, which is for those history nerds out there. Heck Yes. And other shows coming up in the future. So we're really excited to present more stuff. So go check out our website. And if you really like us and want to check out that merch, you can just add that backslash merch onto the end of there. And you can find some cool stuff for your wardrobe. It's almost fall. Time to get a new hoodie. You know you want one. Hoodies. Hoodies. Warmth. Warmth. <laughs> so thanks so much for listening to this episode of Save Me and I'll See. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Save Me an Aisle Seat. If you'd like to support us, you can check out our Ko-Fi at www.ko-fi.com slash ragtagnetwork. For more episodes and shows like this, go to our website at www.ragtagnetwork.com. This show is brought to you by the Ragtag Network.